0: is episode 220 of The Saucers Factory. In this episode, i talk to Bonnie Yusuf about his puzzle platformer game, Almost There. But before I do that, let's delve into what else Kane and Rince has to offer on the podcast front. There's, of course, Kane and Rince every Monday itself. This week is Captain Toad Treasure Tracker on the Switch. Then there's Sound of Play on Wednesdays, where they celebrate the musical scores of video games from all eras. Then on Thursday, we have Playwright, where we have two people called Ryan trying to invent video games to the ether. Now, if you want to know more about Kane and Rince and the other stuff we produce, blogs, reviews, features, all sorts of things, and a live forum, you can go to kaneandrince.com. We can find archives of this show and also all the other podcasts that Canaan Rinse produce. Also, um, we have a Twitch stream which you can follow. If you just look up Canaan Rinse and you'll find it on, on Twitch and can follow, or if you really want to, you can subscribe. Yes, very nice. If you want to do that would be very lovely but you don't have to um, but uh, yeah we have uh, regular shows now we have two regular shows the first is um Mint streams that's by me i stream uh, a game random game uh, every sunday at uh, 8 p.m gmt or bst depending on what time of year it is of course and uh, on thursdays we actually stream uh sea of thieves me and darren gargett go across the caribbean in the 18th century trying to dig up treasure and fight skeletons it's great now if you want to chuck us some coin or basically support our work by, you know financial reward so to speak so to, as a bit of gratitude for the work we produce then by all means pop along to patreon and look up Kana Rince and voila you'll find us there and you can chuck us one us dollar a month and for that you get a whole bunch of extra content firstly you get Kane and Rince the podcast one week early yeah I know great also the unedited versions have an extended edition because typically Kane and Rince lasts a maximum of two hours whereas these versions are they extend way beyond that not in all cases but generally they do then there's other sort of exclusive podcasts. There's a monthly podcast by the founders, Jay and uh, Leon of Kane and Rince, And you can listen to them talk about various things, uh, questions from the forum and other uh, social media sort of interactions. It's great. So, um, yeah, that's that's it for Kane and output and support. And we're all very, very grateful for, for your um, support to Kane and Rince, of course. And um, so without any further ado, Let's listen to me from the past. Take it away, Chris. Boney, Who Hi. are you, and what do you do? Hi, uh, uh, I'm a video game developer from
1: Bangladesh. Right, and are you
0: just working on your own, just like just, just striking out there?
1: Yeah, I'm. I, I'm mostly a solo game developer. I have been working for On Games since uh, to, uh, since the beginning of 2014.
0: Right. And uh, that answers the next question, so well done, we'll, we'll build off of this though, is how did you make you start making video games?
1: Well, to be honest, my first game was, uh, I, I, the first game I made when I was in seventh grade, that was in uh, Macromedia Flash. Uh, it was a 2D platformer, so um, a rabbit goes to uh, collect some um, carrots all over these levels, so uh, that was my first game. And uh, the, when I made it, I think it took almost like two months. I was very young. Uh, so when I made it and uh, when I finished it, I was so motivated by it that I made something that can move, that has interaction. So I was very fascinated with it. So I wanted to be a game developer at that
0: point. So the mere act of creation, to think that, the think or to think that rather than you simply absorbing someone else's game, and you manipulating it? You actually created something, and then it moved on the screen, based on what you told it to do. Was that quite? Was that was that was the thing that really triggered you? Was it? Yes, exactly. And Macromedia Flash, anyone <laughs> remembers that? It's all gone now, of course. It's all gone now. Yes. Yeah. HTML5 is now said, no, no, we're not doing that that anymore. Uh, and I do remember when uh, that transition happened. It was a little, people were a little bit sad. But he realized it was probably for the best because that was Flash was a horrible piece of bloatware. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Steve Jobs made sure that it it you know it doesn't succeed. He did. He decided this is horrible. We're gonna kill this. And he dragged it outside and shot it. Um, sorry for the imagery, everyone, but that's true. It's true. I do remember the um, the controversy about the smartphones on his iPhone. Yeah. They said, Yeah, I'm not gonna support this. What? Yeah, it's just horrible. <laughs> and he, you know, in a reflection and it's one of those rare times when Steve Jobs actually was right <laughs> you know it's like, yeah. well, well he had his other motives as well because you know if he,
1: if he supported that uh, it would be able to run games on the iPhone
0: exactly exactly yeah so um, yeah I can't believe it's been 11, 12 years now 12 years things are flying so uh, I mean how about um, your first forays into computer development was it really just working on Flash, was it? Was that was the first thing you you, you dove into?
1: No, I think the first thing I worked on was uh, Visual Basic 6.0. okay. Uh, I, I made some calculator and a virus. <laughs> With Visual Basic? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't actually a virus. Uh, it was it's just a program that if you run, uh, is going to install it into the uh, startup program. So every time you start your computer... Uh, the program itself runs and it says in my voice that I have hacked into your computer and I'm going to shut it down. Then it
0: says three, two, one, and it shuts your computer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's just a isn't it? It's not even malware. It is. It is. That's just a is. Isn't it? So it, is. it was. Relatively easy to get rid of, but uh, yeah. Yeah,
1: but at that time, uh, my friends, they didn't know how to remove program from the uh, startup
0: up file, so that worked out well. Yeah, we've got to do uh, is go to start up and then, <laughs> then <laughs> delete it. <laughs> That's funny. That's good. Uh, the things practical jokes with computers always good fun. And also the easiest way to stop your relatives asking computer questions about computers you just you just do that to them and then <laughs> they won't ask you again. Um, okay, right. And so, so um, and obviously you you you've now moved on. And now this is your first. This is your first game, is it? First full commercial uh, this game. This is actually my uh, second published game. Oh, ah, okay. What was the what yeah. was the first one then?
1: Well, the first one is called Guerrilla Brothers. Uh, it is based on the liberation war of our country, and it won the uh, largest award in our country. Wow.
0: Yeah. That's 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 uh, quite different yeah. from what almost there is. Uh, almost there is yeah, an abstract title was. So what what, yeah. what 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 kind of game was it? Was it an adventure game? Or was it? So forgive my it, u- it, was a, on this one. it was a third person sh- uh, co-op shooting game.
1: So if you had two phones, uh, you can play side by side. The story goes with uh, goes along with two brothers. So uh, you can each play as one of the brother if you have two phones. So you'd be able to help each other out. It's a cover based shooting mechanism. If you have played uh, uh, Shadow Gun on mobile, uh, the con- control is kind of like that.
0: Wow! Amazing. Okay. Um, so, I'm going to move on to our third question, and this third question always trips up every guest I have. It hasn't. All these five, uh, okay? These five questions all all the same, by the way, for every guest. But we have different answers for all of them, of course. Uh, but uh, this next one here, yeah, and it's always because it's a bit, for want of a better word, nebulous. So brace yourself. Okay. What do you believe as a creator? Is your biggest influence?
1: Oh, all right. Oh, <laughs> uh, there. So me? Yeah. There has been uh, several ones. Um, okay. I think. Um, ah, interesting question. All right. Yeah. So think about it. <laughs> the thing that <laughs> when I create something, the first I I try to uh, like you know explain uh, express myself that what I am. Uh, trying to convey to the users. So uh, when I was making this game, I, I was thinking of uh, Making a, something that you would be able to play with one hand So I I, when I whenever I'm trying to make something I first of all uh, create some foundation So based on that I try to create something so when I was doing this I was trying to make a game which you can play with just one finger and uh and for the Gaylor brothers there were some other uh, other uh criteria other foundations i created so i
0: always try to do that and uh, yeah right so you're more anchored around how you interact with the game and that's what influences you to to make to to i see okay so it's the interface that drives you anything else you said it was several things
1: yeah, several thing. Another thing is that like, uh, sometimes when you experience something, like whenever I'm trying to read, I'm trying, I'm, I'm reading a book or watching a movie or playing somebody else's game, I I try to get a piece of that to get a piece of that a piece a piece from that so that I could somehow incorporate that into my games because some of the things I find really fascinating. So whenever as a creator, I I try to get influence from that and somehow use that in my game.
0: Yeah, and it, I, I know what you mean by that. You it might be anything from you might see a any scene, medium, yeah, any medium or anything. You'd be anything, like, yeah, yeah. You'd be walking down the road and you see a you know something occur, and you go, "That looks interesting." That was a weird thing. I'll file that in my head for for use two years down the line, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> that's what game creation is like. You just don't or any any creation thing uh, you just you're always inspired by the universe itself which is great because we yeah, live in it some, some something somehow clicks yeah yeah and it all sort of links together but i like your first answer that's really good okay um so uh this show like video games does get harder uh, and there's a boss fight at the end so you'll be fine uh, are you gonna be are you gonna be the boss <laughs> possibly Possibly. I'd Possibly. Uh, right. I'll, I'll be the deliverer of the boss, rather than the boss itself. Oh, so summoner. The, right. the, yeah, the, the question is... Or something. There you go. And there's a massive summon animation that goes on for way too long that you can't skip. Anyway... <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm a
0: Dark Souls fan, by the way. Are you? Oh, right. Yeah, I am. Right. I, I remember playing uh, Demon Souls. Remember that? That was the Ooh, first... Yes. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah, and uh, I remember first encountering um, you know, someone invading and yeah. uh and i quit that game three times of course you did <laughs> everyone did just three times
1: just three times Yeah, just, just, just three times yes <laughs> and the fourth time it got me really good so i, I think, had
0: to play it i think they need to remaster it personally because people are forgetting it you know because as much as i i love the dark souls games and bloodborne i like all of them um i just i have a more hankering towards the first one it's not because i'm being a purist It's because there's aspects of it that were fundamentally broken but still really cool and it's just like it was the first inklingse of what was going on. So.
1: I, I think I understand what you're trying to say some in some way uh, Demon's Soul is very uh, very close to my heart because that game initially gave me the uh, the dread that I felt when I was you know uh, killing a monster or a boss that I I would lose all my progress it was at that, at that, at that game when I first got that feeling. So yeah. I kind of got attached to it in demo cell than any other game. And also that game has some, some uh, level design choices that was very weird,
0: but also very fascinating that drew me in. Yeah, it's just bro- it broke every single rule about third-person action adventures. Like, no, you don't do this. You don't make yourself, made the character weaker than everything around him. Um, you uh, or, or her or whatever he is. Um, you don't make. And how him... how odd is it that
1: if you die, your life is reduced to fifty percent? Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. And also, by the way, you're now undead. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Great. On top of that, yeah, you're not human at the moment. What? What do we not? Yeah, I know. And what's this Hub World thing? Well, it's a kind of Hub World, but it's really confusing, right? Yeah. And how do I find myself around here? I don't know. Yeah. Good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> Just breaks everything you and I know, and everyone knew. Yeah. But what really got drove it along, and it continues to drive it, is the fact that it doesn't insult the player and yeah. their intelligence. It doesn't, yes. and that's what I think I, is the core yeah. of those I, games. I, it has a great sense of exploration in the yes. game. Yes, the sense of reward going. I've got this far. Screw you, game. <laughs> 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 got this far. <laughs> Okay, well, I think I know the answer to this next question. Then again, another one is difficult. I told you it wraps up. <laughs> okay, so this one um, is going to be difficult. You might, you you might. Uh, the reason it's difficult is you don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. You, you understand what I say but that? It's not controversial. You you understand what I mean by that when I ask He did that me as kid. Yeah. So, what developing the most of my in the industry and why? So. That's, that's you got the answer, answer, answer already, yes. You got yeah. the answer already, so you knew what was yeah. so yeah. right, yes. Yeah, he did a So why? Why why this? Television? Well,
1: of course it is because of uh, Demon Souls and Dark Souls. Yes. Like, no yeah. game has ever made me this crazy <laughs> like Dark Souls has. Like, I have been fascinated. And yeah. since then, it has been my dream to make a game where exploration would be a key and you would feel the dread. Like, every game, in every game, you die, and that just means nothing. So that's why you don't get feel you don't feel the dread. Like, what if I can't kill him? Like every time the boss swings a sword, you have to roll. That creates attention.
0: Yeah, no other game can deliver that. Because you Ow. might roll Excellent. into some yeah. pit of fire because you didn't see it. Because yeah. you were focused on the boss and not realize. And you know when you encounter that whole design, everything's just way too big. Have you noticed the scaling of it? The the the, yeah. the the creatures that you're fighting, especially the larger ones, are disproportionately larger than you are, really. And just like when they hit you, it really feels like you've actually been physically been hit. <laughs> uh, I've told this story before, so everyone forgive, uh, but I did actually encounter um, the uh, developers of you know, From Software, um, wow, of uh, uh, Dark Souls two. They were showing Dark Souls two at Gamescom oh all right and uh, that was that long ago and uh, they were saying and they had no ego or well, very little ego not no ego but very little ego in that they said is this any good <laughs> i don't
1: know
0: <laughs> is this is this any
1: good yeah hey, was this, that
0: before release yeah 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 I said, okay I, said, you know, I mean everyone says dark souls 2 is the greatest game but it's still a fantastic game i said Dude, it's it's great. It's amazing that you know what you've made here. So, I don't know. Is it is this any good? Is this rubbish? <laughs> it was just actually, so strange. Uh, yeah. actually, Dark Souls Two brings uh, uh,
1: brought out another em- a- a- emotion from me. Is that Dark Souls is the first game uh, or the series actually two that I played co-op with my friend. Ah, so, so I, I got a different feeling that we are both beating a huge boss, and you know, trying to survive. That was another
0: another feeling altogether. Dark Souls Two. Yeah, I think it's a great game. Yeah. Great answer! There you go. You saw where I was going with that as well. Nicely preempted. So, uh, so, so we finished off the first half. So you've made it. We're done. Ah, oh, yeah. Great. For the last question. Level, level one completed. Yeah, level one completed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> three stars. There you go. <laughs> um, so the last question. Is this is what are you playing right now? Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I am playing Dead Cells.
1: Uh, it's, I, I don't know if you played it this is, uh, is uh, they're calling it uh, Rogue Venia, so Metrovania and Roguelike combined so it has that Dark Souls feel to it as well so I'm I'm really enjoying this game right now.
0: Dead Cells is a fantastic game, I remember seeing it at Rezd, I think there's a show over here um, about two years ago, it was very embryonic and I just went, wow that looks beautiful look all that because like, what I love about pixel art is people say, oh, it's like, you know, it's all looks like a SNES, but no, a SNES couldn't, or SNES, or any, or Mega Drive, they couldn't do those graphics. It would just grind to a halt. Um, but that's not what Pixel Art's about, everyone. I mean, I've said it before. Pixel Art's about fluid animation with loads and loads of frames, loads of frames of animation that give it a sense of life. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, but I don't like I particularly don't like this game because of pixel arts. no no no, no. Just uh, showing, just stars, yeah, yeah. I, I just love it for the game mechanics and how okay. you know For uh, I, I always wanted to try out roguelike games but that you know uh, if you if you die you lose all progress That I mean, thinking about it makes it very hard but that also gives you the Dark Souls feel so I really wanted to try it out mm-hmm. so uh, I, I think uh, Dead Cell has been perfect for that for me to have the initial entry Okay, I I want to play Binding of the Isaac afterwards.
0: <laughs> there you go, that's the the, <laughs> yeah, the, the yeah. classic, the classic. Uh, yeah, classic. Uh, I, I just love the fact that uh, the thing about roguelikes uh, is that they allow the player to custom build a difficulty level that suits them and their gameplay style. Because that's the point, isn't it? You, you you play through it, you die, and there's a persistence. There's a little. Persistent thing that says, "Right, you've died. You collected all of these things. You can now use that to buy something to enhance the next time that you play the game." And then that. Um, I'm not sure if, if uh, all of the rogue does that. It's a as a mechanic of that. Most that of depends the, yeah, on game depends. to game, I guess. Yes, uh, uh, but the, the I
1: think, yeah, I think well, rogue legacy does that. What you yes. just said. And uh, uh, on dead cell, if you die, you lose all the cells. Yes. But beforehand, if you complete a level, you will be able
0: to. You know, use that cells to unlock stuff. That's what I was talking about. So the, yeah. the, stat, the stuff that unlock makes it yeah. easier to progress. That's the theory. Uh, it just that's what I'm thinking is is that it changes the. But um, I found the other thing about dead cells is the combat. It's very satisfying, isn't it? Very satisfying. Yes. That's really what drives yeah. me on. The the. the the platform is very good as well, but it's just the when you actually pull off an extraordinary combo of taking out lots of creatures at once, uh, that's extremely satisfying. That for me is the thing that drives me through Dead Cells more than anything. Is just getting getting through that. Maybe I'm a bit sort of you know dark and violent, but <laughs> that's that's for me. Is <laughs> the thing that gets me going with that game. And when when the creatures die and it's just like so, like I said, there's so many frames of animation and everything everything's moving all the time sound effect is great as well yeah that's true that helps it's very crunchy yeah. and satisfying and yeah, i, I
1: really like one of those power where you you know freeze enemies and then you can just you know kill them so that that was that that felt great i like i had two power, uh, two weapons so one of them freezes enemy and another one does extra damage on frozen enemies with sword so that was a great combo when i got it yeah 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 like, each run is dead. You don't know what weapon you're going to find. And, you know, there are some perks, so that changes everything.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So that that feels fresh.
0: It does. It does. And uh, sometimes you might get the wrong weapon. Like, oh, this is rubbish. And it's like, oh. Yeah.
1: It's a bit like I don't that. like whips. I, I, whenever I get whips. the whips, I try to yeah. change it. Yeah, I don't like it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it reminds me a little bit of um, Ghosts and Goblins, though, if you know that game from thousands of years ago and no, uh, I don't. That, yeah you look it up it's a game it's notoriously difficult what is the name ghost and goblins ghost and, Goblin, okay. and goblins okay ghost and goblins look it up it's really really famous in certain parts of the world it's an old 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 arcade game though uh right ahead of its time and it, it has similar aspects uh and uh, it, basically you run along as a little fellow in armor and uh you pick up various weapons and the weapon i hated the most is the little fire firebomb, and it's just rubbish, and whenever it happened, like, no, I can't finish the level now because I've got this rubbish thing, but anyway, it's, um, stuff. So, that's the end of the first half, there it is, so now, second half, yeah. we delve deep into almost there. Our level yeah Unlock. <clears throat> <Unlocked. Bling. laughs> so before we delve deep into almost there please Bernie, tell us what is almost there well almost there is a 2d hardcore platformer with
1: very very minimalist graphics so uh, the, your only objective is get from uh, to get to from point a to point B throughout various obstacles that is the whole premise of the game and it gets increasingly difficult
0: as you as you move along. That's an understatement, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's you are a square block, yeah, with a little scarf. We'll talk about that later. I think it's yeah. a scarf, but yeah, it's a little scarf. And it's the the you know the color scheme is you know it's very contrasting, deliberately so, so you can see exactly. What you're supposed to do, where you, there's very little, it's 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 pure. The word that immediately springs to mind when when playing almost there, is that it is a pure platformer. It is, it gets rid of all the flannel, all the there's no story, there's no characters. It's just like it's just you versus the game, and every and that's it. And that's there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Sometimes we really need that. Yeah, actually, that was the tagline. Pure Precision Platformer. Wow. No fat.
1: Just it, the platforming part. Yes. Yeah,
0: the, no no fat, yeah. no story. No, just, just do, just go. Yeah. What's, the, what's the point? Well, no one asks the question, what's the point of Tetris, do they? So just go. Yes, exactly. You know? yeah. um, and uh, so, the key, Mr. is first design question, so brace yourself. The key to almost there, I believe, you may disagree, but I believe the key to it is moving in the air when you leap from a platform. Was oh, you mean that zigzag thing? Yeah, well the, the fact that okay, you, when yeah. you leap in the air, you can still move. Yeah. Was was uh, almost uh, built around this concept, do you think? Yes, from the very beginning. It
1: was built around this concept.
0: And, and why was that? What was the, what, what was
1: the Okay, I have to tell you about the origin of the game first then.
0: Yeah, sure. That's what I'm going well, for,
1: yeah. Yeah, so... <laughs> Right now, you see it as a console game, PC game, but initially, it was th- it was released as a mobile game that, that you can play with just one finger. So in this game, you can run back and forth. You can long jump. You can small jump. You can wall climb and uh, wall jump. You can do everything with just one finger You um, and and holding the phone in portrait mode. That was the initial idea of the game that I'm, I'm going to make a hardcore performing games that people can play on the go on bus, anywhere. So that was the initial idea. So when I had to incorporate that in the game design, in the control, I had to find interesting control scheme. So one of the things I realized that if you want to do wall jump, I mean wall climb, it will be really easy if you just swipe your finger left and right and you just climb walls. And And additionally, it also gives you a precise control. So if you just swipe a little bit, it will go a little bit on the left. And then you can immediately uh, swipe right and, you know, go to right. So it gives you that perfect precision. So that's where the initial control came to be. And when I made it for the console landscape, and uh, that also reflected pretty well with the joystick. So that worked out well.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, I I was playing it on the PC and I've got an Xbox One controller hooked up to it. Of course I do. And (laughs) you're right. It's... It really marries very closely with with the controller, and it's always you know when you fail, it's it's your fault. You know, it's not the, not the levels' fault or the game's fault. It's like I know what to do here, I just really screwed up <laughs> that jump or that I didn't quite aim. I'm I'm, I'm notorious when I'm playing platformers. Is it's um, the sense of. Um, Auto correction. Trying to correct myself. Going. I'm not going to hit that platform. I'm going to move a bit. I'm not going to hit it. No. I'm going to. Be- oh, I missed it. <laughs> and it's just like it's quite common for you to think you're just going to trust yourself. Like, trust me, you'll hit the platform when you leap. No, what? Well, I'm just going to correct it just a little bit. And that's you know that's that's the thing. that's a beat myself up about. But that's just a, 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 a sort of mechanic or the uh, of the game itself. So uh, yes. Anyway, yeah. um, so I do just get the sense that almost there's a, a celebration of of platformers, um, but one of the things that strikes me is that unlike most platformers, uh, as you said, it's precision, and mm-hmm. um, when you uh, when you land on a platform, you come to a full stop, unless you're yeah. moving was that always there or was it i mean because there's the sense of i mean what i'm trying to get at is to t- talk us through the sense of momentum because there is momentum going on with this isn't there
1: uh like whenever you like, like i say, it was initially designed for mobile so whenever you lift up your finger i i immediately wanted you to stop so you have full control so all the levels are are, are, are built on, on that so on controller that also works as well so whenever you're moving you lift up your finger from the joystick the character stops you have full control over it so you know exactly when you're going to stop or when you want to move the uh, the control is with you uh, do you not find that quite comforting because I I, I I i find that conf- comforting but i might have a bias because i made this game and i have been playing it for a while yeah so it would be interesting to hear from other people
0: so there's a hint for me because a lot of platforms out there uh, suffer from what I call um, grease on the floor. So you yeah, what, I, I don't I don't like that. Yes. Yeah. It's just why? What do you do? Why? Why would you land on the platform and then keep on going? That's just dumb. And a lot of games, a lot of games do this. And uh, I think the most famous for it is Little Big Planet, which they they just. It was a platformer with horrible platform mechanics. <laughs> Sorry, okay. everyone, but it's not a game that I've been enamored with. You know, I like the spirit of it, but ultimately it was just you running along and then when you hit a platform, it's covered in grease and off you went. You know, it's just awful. And they never fixed it. They never fixed it. No one, you know, they wouldn't listen. Anyway, but no. I just Sometimes it to...
1: becomes really difficult to change a key mechanics based on which you have built every levels. Absolutely, so yeah.
0: that that could be one of the reason. Yeah, yeah. Once they but once they sort of um, bought that line of um, design for platforming, then there's not they can't go back on it. So yeah,
1: yeah. I, I remember actually having the same feeling in my game as well. So, uh, they? I think uh, last month I added a new uh, mechanics, not mechanics really, uh, new thing. In the game, is that which is called coyote jump? You know what that is, right? The what? Sorry, C- coyote jump. No, sorry. Oh, okay, all right. Here's that like uh, when you are like moving across a platform, yeah, so you have already moved across the edge, you're falling off. Oh, for, yes, for last few frames, you still have the ability to jump, even though you're not on a platform. Oh, right, double jump then, right? Not not double jump, like right. you're falling, you, you moved falling. off the platform. Okay, and yeah. at, yeah. So if you do that, it, the game uh, like feels a bit more uh, like, uh, you know, it, it's still taking feedback from you. So okay. it feels more uh, like you have the you have the control because sometimes we in our mind, we think that we press the button at the right time, but actually we did it. So that uh, that disjarring effect is gone if you include include this uh, mechanics, which is called coyote jump. Like if you see in the uh, cartoon, like uh,
0: in uh, like I I forgot the name of the cartoon, like yeah, the character, runs, yeah. Yes, okay. jump, yeah, yeah, I see, yeah, oh I see, so so, so wily Coyote, where he goes off to yeah to a cliff and he's still hovering for a, a split second before he falls off yes. the cliff, yeah
1: right, yeah, so that's right. that's how it is. But the thing is that all of my level initially was not built to support this. So if I do that, that means that I have to. A readjust every platform just a little bit so that people uh, I don't want them to reach on that platform they wouldn't be able to reach on that platform so I had to like you know adjust everything so wow. these are the things like even even like making a simple adjustment uh, makes you do a, l- a lot of work in game design at times
0: huh okay right so <clears throat> next question then and we've hinted it already we spoke about it already not hinted spoke about it a little red scarf around the block. I think it's a scarf or something. Um, It seems to describe the player's movement. It implies that this is where they've been or this is where they're going, almost. Yeah, it helps. Um, Yes. Was it it always there or was it something you added later on? No, it was was almost there from the very
1: beginning. The thing is that I am not a graphic designer like I always knew that I'm not a graphic designer and uh, so I, I work solo as I told you so whenever I design a game my idea is that like what can I do within my limitation so which is why I made a very minimalistic graphics uh, minimalistic games which I I think anybody would be able to do this art right uh, it's just a cube it's and just a cube, some yes. you know yeah some spikes and saws So anybody would be able to do that but on top of that i wanted to add something uh, that gives you that feel of dynamism i mean like you know just just to make it look a bit more pleasing and this trail effect initially came to my mind and and whenever i implemented that at first at first when i implemented it it looked fabulous like the game already has something it is not just a simple you know cube anymore it has a feel to it it almost looks like a ninja so I, I kept it. I, I really liked it, so I, and I kept it.
0: Yeah, I, I just love the um, <clears throat> when you're moving, especially when you're wall jumping, and you see that little zigzag pattern as you fly. It's just really satisfying. It also allows you to judge how far you're going to go, come out. Just it's just yeah. really, really good. It's really just very simple. Yeah, I'll, um, I'll tell you a secret though. Yes, uh,
1: like if you're moving on the ground,
0: mm-hmm.
1: the trail effect is not that long. Mm-hmm by purpose and but if you're jumping and doing wall jump the trail uh, the trail becomes a bit longer so that you can you know really see how far you have gone how you're climbing every movement so that looks even a bit more prettier I guess
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so last question um, I found in later levels especially uh, the player is required to trust stroke predict what the environment is likely to do based on their previous experience with uh, levels they've already completed. Um, how have you found designing each level knowing that this is the case?
1: Uh, can you give me another... Can you give me an example like,
0: uh
1: what the we sp- what, what obstacles were?
0: Yeah, so before the recording, we were chatting about mm-hmm. a certain level. I don't want to spoil it, everyone, but there's a particular okay. level. Um it's in the first world, so it's, you know, but um, you what happens is um, you're surrounded by lasers, and the uh, the lasers are moving down, and you have this one little platform. You can have to move pretty pretty fast, and then you realise that um, you're surrounded by them, and they don't seem to be going, and they don't seem to be dissipating or or, or doing anything. You just like this seems to be an unwinnable platform or unwinnable level because it's just. It's just the, the because the environment is extremely hostile. However, if you work with it or you move with the environment and let it, you let it go through its cycle because it's the environments and the platforms and everything around it has a cycle of movement and interaction that's going to go, that's going to happen regardless of what the player does to a point. Um, it's just going to go through this cycle, and the player must then interact with it this is where we have moving components to a level and um what i found is that you just have to go with the flow yeah i just wanted to know um and on those those particular levels the more difficult most challenging levels how challenging it has it been for you to actually come up with them or has it just been a relatively straightforward experience just talk us through it
1: all right so uh on few levels, there are kind of like puzzle mechanism. Puzzle mechanism, as in like you have to figure out what to do to get to the end. So sometimes you have to persevere and you know just dance with the obstacles to do to see what what happens. So there are some levels which which has that. And uh, on on most of the level, I try to whenever I introduce a new mechanism, I try to give player enough space, enough levels so that he gets used to with that. So each, uh, like if you play, you played the game, so initially every level introduces one mechanism and it teaches you about it throughout the level design. So once you master that, you go to the, uh, you know, I mix things up on a couple of other mechanism. So you feel, you know, better. They're all right, I, I, I did that. Now it has some new challenges, which I've already mastered upon. So there's that. And as you said, for the level design part, uh, well, first few levels making first few levels were pretty easy because I already had an idea of what I wanted to teach people. But once that teaching mechanism was completed and I had to increasingly ramp up the difficulty, that became very hard to do level And sometimes I would spend few days just to think about. I'm talking about the very later level, uh, later levels of the game, just to think about what to do. What to do in the game so that the game becomes difficult yet also, uh, uh, you know, uh, like fair, because the control should be there. So nothing should be that is unpredictable. So it should be predictable that, that is doable and also increases the difficulty. So those levels were really hard to come up with. And I sometimes I had to like, even if I'm not working, I'm thinking about it. What can I do to make it you know better? Some new level design. And also, of course, every level had to be fresh. So almost no level feels the same. It is completely different.
0: Yep. (laughs) I suspect that was the the big challenge, and that's why these, as you call them, puzzle levels came into being, is that it required you to teach the player, without insulting their intelligence, but to teach the player, this is how this mechanic works, I want you to understand it before I really, really challenge you. Yeah. uh, that's exactly, exactly what I was hoping to hear, and it definitely comes through that way. It's not, you know, stated anywhere. Just like, yeah, deal with it. It <laughs> the game you. has no
1: tutorial. Yeah, no, it the doesn't. game it does not hold your hand, but uh, it teaches everything through level design. Yeah. There is no pop-up which will say do this, do that. You just have to figure it out. Even the control, you don't know what the jump button is, you don't know what the restart button is, you don't know how to wall jump. You will figure it out. You just assume.
0: Just, you've done this before, yeah. right? It respects the player, yeah. Yeah, and he expect an educated player to pick up the controller and uh, know that the left thumbstick is the right is the is the stick to use to move, and A is the button to <laughs> to jump, jump with. Yes, that's what yeah. that's what they you know, and it's quite interesting as the I've had conversations before about um, you know when you well, experienced video gamers like ourselves, we we know you know, when we pick up a controller just picking mine up now, sitting here it's that, you know, looking at it okay, well it's just you know, loads of it's got loads of buttons, but I know the ones that I use for typical games and I'm fine with it but when you when you put one of these controllers into an inexperienced pair of hands they are horrified <laughs> it's like, what's all these buttons for? so you don't need to worry about that one, or that one or that one, or that one, or that one, or that one it's just just that one and that one, you're fine and it, it is no, quite I, it, it is quite intimidating yeah, I actually
1: had a lot of fun doing level design in this game. Okay. And sometimes, when you had to teach certain mechanism, you had to be very creative. Like, let me give you an example. Okay. Uh, you play the game, so if you wanted to do, if you wanted to slide down the wall, what you would have to do is that first, you know, uh, jump to the wall, and whenever it hit the hit the wall, you can just let go of the stick, the joystick. Uh, then it will just fall. And and then if you want to stick to the wall again, you just you know. Uh, and try to move to the wall again and it will stick but how do you teach that to the player without telling them anything so i had to come up with an interesting level where there's laser everywhere and there's only a small part of the wall where you can jump to and immediately left is another laser so you will have to be like oh i don't want to hit the i don't want to hit the left side of the laser so you are trying to stick to the right side of the wall so that shows you that you are sticking to the wall and at that moment, there's some laser going on and off underneath you. So if you want to fall, you just let go of the stick, and it just falls. So it becomes in, like al- almost instinct. And I've seen very a gameplay that even uh, every player who has not uh, seen this anywhere, if they play the like, play that level, they know how to do wall slide automatically on their own. Yeah. So that has
0: felt great. Yeah. For me, I just playing games so many years. Go, oh, I'm just going to wall jump here. Of course, I do. Why, why, how could you not wall jump? That's how platformers work. Every they, you just wall jump. Uh, but that, yeah, it's it is quite counterintuitive to face a vertical face, a vertical sort of incline. i well, not even incline, is it? It's the wall, and go. Okay, I can jump on that and just climb on it by jumping on it. You know, it's it's a bit odd, but um, no, I just what I found with it, and it's one thing about almost there is it reeks of precision. The whole thing is built around that, and. The fact that depending on how hard you're pressing on the joystick, I and mean, not, not how much effort you're putting in, is then depends on the friction you're applying to the wall, and it any slight incline, I mean, you can actually gently slide down. You can control it quite well, or you when you, when you need to go down quickly, there's you just, like you say, you just let go, and it's it's really 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 clever. So yeah, awesome. Uh, so thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So almost there. Uh, it's out now uh, on Windows PC, Mac, and Linux. You saying it's gonna come out on console as well? You're gonna try and? It is already
1: out on console. You can play it on Xbox, PlayStation 4, and Nintendo Switch.
0: Wow! There it is. Yeah. Out all yeah. The, on the platforms on all the things. So, um, that's fantastic. Uh, Bone, it's been fantastic having you on. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me. Yeah, um it's uh, I'm sure you got something of it I hope I hope I hope you, I hope you did didn't anyway. I I know I did I, I had fun yes yeah and you're more than welcome to come back on to chat about whatever other project you've made oh okay sure I love that <laughs> yeah but in the meantime again thank you very much
1: thank you.